0: The, our guest uh, is a pastor from the Philippines uh, Jake's uncle he's a pastor in the Philippines so uh, make sure if you have any questions about my preaching go to him <laughs> 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 he's a uh, he's Southern Baptist too Baptist in the Philippines so welcome Paul um, glad you're here to be able to join us uh, please turn your Bibles over to uh, John chapter 15. We're going to be reading verses 1 to 8. John 15, verse 1 to 8. I entitled our message tonight, Trusting What God Said. Um, if you are there, um, let me tell you, this This uh, bong was in a party. Bong was in the in company party Bong had too much to drink, you know. So Bong said, he told his the person right next to him, his co-worker, he goes, he saw a, a, a lady wearing a white dress. And Bong goes, hey, look. Look at me, I'm going to dance with this, this lady in the white dress. And then the, the co-worker goes, Bong, you're drunk. He goes, no, I'm not. That's your opinion. So he went to the lady in the white dress. Bong goes, Uh, Excuse me, ma'am. May I have a dance with you? May I have this dance? The lady goes, I think you're drunk. So again, Bong says, that's that's your opinion. And then the woman goes, "Uh, I have three reasons why I'm not going to have this dance with you. First, you're drunk. Second, I don't know how to dance. And third, I'm the priest. (laughs) (laughs) sometimes sometimes we just have to trust what they're saying right now I titled again our message trusting what God this is our scriptures now I am the true vine and my father is the gardener he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit while every branch that that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. This is the word of the Lord. Please join me in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for the songs that you've given to us tonight. We pray for the singers and the instrumentalists, Lord God, that um, we're more than happy to serve you in that capacity, Lord God. We pray for blessings for them. We pray, Lord God, now for everybody that is in this building. We know that you are in our midst and we're asking, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit open our hearts and our minds. Let you, Lord God, and you alone speak to us. Let us humbly accept whatever it is that you want us to receive tonight. And I pray that you find us pleasing. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Trusting what God said or taking him for his word. Right? Taking him for his word. Because that's what we do. Right? That's what we do with somebody who is trustworthy. When they say, when we know they have a lot of money, let's pretend Jeff Bezos, uh, my echo is like, uh, let's, say, let's pretend Jeff Bezos call, called you and he says, if you want to go to college right now, I'll pay for it. What will you do? First, you'll see if it's really Jeff Bezos who's calling you, right? But then if you confirm that it's, it's him, are you going to doubt that he'll pay? Well, he's capable of doing it, right? And then he offered it. So there's, there's you're just going to take it for what he said, right? Some of you will probably make him sign something. <laughs> but most of the time when somebody influential, trustworthy, powerful, And spoke to us, we take them for their word, right? Somebody that we trust. You know that we do something, we do this all the time. We do this all the time uh, with our business transactions. uh, Especially when we plan for our vacation. Did you guys know that? Um, We call a certain company to book our flight and our hotel. And then we give them the money. credit card information right and then when we go to the plane we trust that the company that hired the pilot did their due diligence that that pilot can fly right I don't know how many of you who are when we're going back to the Philippines you say "Uh, stewardess can I please have the copy of the license of the pilot please (laughs) No, we just, we're just happy. We're happy. We're on our way on a vacation. We're trusting. We don't even know that we're trusting our lives to them until we feel the <laughs> the turbulence, right? We're like, oh, here we go. I hope he knows what he's doing. No, but we, we, we always trust. We trust on people. We trust on things. We trust that the stoplights when we're driving are working properly. We trust that the freeway that's being built can really hold that many cars. We trust that the people that took care of our cars have really done their due diligence that our brakes will work. We have placed our trust tremendously in all places. But at the same time, sadly though, the question is, how about us Christians? Do we trust God to do all the things that He has said to us? Do we trust Him? No. You know, I'd say that that's not the case all the time, sadly. Sometimes we do this, we do a simple nod. You know, us Filipinos, we, we do this. We do this. If we know we're not so sure or we don't like our answer to be yes, let's let's say, let's pretend our co-worker's irritating us. How you doing? We do this. <laughs> we do the simple nod. Right? We're like, I'm okay. <laughs> Yeah, I trust you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? We do that simple nod. Or, or or some people do this, the shrug of the shoulder. So when we're praying, when we're praying, we, do we try, do, in our relationship with the Lord, in our spiritual life, do we do these simple nods? Or do we just do the shrug of the shoulder and say, I guess so. Well, I hope so. God bless you. I hope so. You know, the Bible says that we are to extend our faith. That we are to extend our faith to the, the farthest that we can extend it to because God is trustworthy. You know, when we're here and we're praying for healing for people, we have to believe that God, if God wills it, that person will be healed. You know, some some they only have their faith in theory it looks good on paper right now this is one reason that our uh, we fail to pray is that we don't believe we don't believe in it we don't believe in it in the first place we don't believe in it then there are people who take God at His word now this person Look at the Bible verse 7 on what we just read. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. The reason prayer has such great potential for changing things is God himself. The reason why prayer is powerful and is is, is crucial because it's God himself that's going to answer that prayer. God has all the power over all natural process. God has the power to change the progression that we see with our natural eyes. That's why there is hope in prayer. That's why my faith is in prayer. That's why your faith should be in prayer too because prayer is God's way of extending His power to us, His gifts and His blessings to us. But you know, there are pitfalls of our faith in prayer Um, okay I'm not moving here (laughs) here are the two pitfalls of our faith in prayer or or traps the first pitfall uh, is why pray if God already knows (laughs) this is the Calvinist uh, believer it's all ordained so why do the work right That's such a bad attitude. God is sovereign. God is in full control. God knows everything true. But God also told us to pray. Yeah, Proverbs 16.33 says, The lot is cast into the lap, but its every decision is from the Lord. There are no chances. Do we agree? Some, yeah. That's why we don't call our potluck potluck. We call it potbless. Because we don't believe in luck right oh my goodness you're here that's a coincidence no that's god's way of bringing that person to you at that moment at that time god's in control so people say why pray anyway again the trap we're talking about the trap why pray anyway you know because if god is sovereign and controls and plans all things what's the point in praying it's just like the boy that was assigned to give the weather to the the weather report to the, the class. He stands up in front of the class and he says, ma'am, my classmates, the weather today is just like yesterday. Thank you. And then he sits down. <laughs> keeping it vague, keeping it simple. Yes, God is sovereign. Yes, God is in control. There's no doubt about that. But God said for us to pray. You know, God establishes kings and governments. Daniel 2:21. This is the New Living Translation. He controls the course of world events. He removes kings and sets up other kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the scholars. Did you know that God knew that gas prices were going to be this high? He did. We kind of did too. Some of us we were predicting it, right? So from the dominion of kings to the roll of the dice, God governs the universe by His wisdom and power. Understand, He orchestrated everything to get us to this point. Then and now, He told us to pray. I know, that's why you're here. This is a prayer service. That's why you're always here for most of you because you believe in, that God answers your prayers and you believe that in praying, you are obeying Him. That in praying, you're spending time with Him. And in praying, you are, you are called to be a prayer warrior and you're responding to that. And I appreciate that. It's, it always encourages me. But some do fall into And sometimes, I want to say this too, sometimes I fall into it too. Of saying, God already knows it. I'm done asking. (laughs) Right? But here, Matthew 7, 7 to 8. Effective prayer. Keep on asking. This is Jesus speaking. And you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Do you doubt God? No. No. So why not pray? Right? You will only stop asking God if you think He can't do it. Right? Jesus goes on to say in that passage, which parent among us when... Which parent among you, when your child asks for bread, would he give him a stone? Remember that part? That's verse 9 to 10. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. And and, and the, the point there is, if God is better than us, so much better than us, that if us evil people know how to give the things that our children need, what more our Father our good father but then we have to pray we have to pray that's why this whole message is about the importance of prayer for us right it's it's us talking to God spending time with God Psalm 145 18 and 19 the Lord is close to all who call on him because talking to praying is talking to God spending time with him Yes, to all who call on Him in truth. He grants the desires of those who fear Him. He hears their cries for help and rescues them. See, if you desire God, there will be nothing that you will be asking from your heart that is going to be against His will. And if it does, if it is against His will and will get there, your, answer will, your prayer will not be answered because God is good. He will not give you anything that will harm you. Or do we even doubt that? God planned to destroy Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah, right? But Abraham petitioned God to save that city. If there were 50 righteous men and God agreed, Abraham then petitioned God to save if there were 40 and so on until God agreed to save the city. If there were only 10 righteous men in the city, that's in Genesis 18. God intended to destroy Israel for For their stubbornness and unbelief. But Moses petitioned God through prayer and asked God to remember, to remember his covenant with Abraham. That's here, Exodus 32. The Lord heard Moses' plea and spared Israel. And then Hezekiah, right? Hezekiah was about to die. That was That's in Isaiah 38. It was time for his guy to die, but he prayed for God to extend his life. The Lord heard his prayer his prayer, and added 15 years to his life. The Lord has asked us to pray and He hears us. He moves on our behalf. This is reason enough to pray. Amen? Amen. That's reason enough to pray because God said it. We should take Him for His word right? Trust him. Trust him that he knows what he's talking about. Trust him that his commands are true and righteous and good for us. Second pitfall, why pray if there are things that God hasn't answered? The rebellious Christian, the bitter Christian. We say become better, and they become bitter. (laughs) You know, why pray? My prayers haven't been answered. I keep praying. It's been 15 years I've been praying for him. He's still married to her. (laughs) I want him. Our prayers, even those who have prayed for a thousand times, are sometimes not answered. And why should I pray for new things when old things have gone unanswered? The Bible has answers for that too. It says we may not be praying according to God's will. 1 John 5.14 This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. So maybe what you're asking for is not His will. Maybe what you're asking for is also revealing to you what that is your idol. That has become your idol. Oh Lord, please, please Lord, give me money. Make me successful, Lord, so I can help your church. I can buy you a building. No answer. 25 years, oh Lord, why are you not answering my prayer? Because money is your idol. That it, once God gives you that money, you, God will not see you here at church. <laughs> and you'll send us a letter. Hey, I send you money, man. You know, don't worry about me. What else mission? What else missions do you guys have? I'll send that, but don't expect me to come, Pastor. I'm a millionaire. I got things to go, places to see, people to, to have fun with. <laughs> I almost got in trouble there. Or it could be, could it be that we have cherished Sin, could that be it? That's the second pitfall. Or the the second answer to why your prayers are not being answered. If I regard wickedness in my heart, the Lord will not hear. Maybe there is sin. Maybe there is sin that's lurking in your heart and that's staying there, that you're enjoying, that you're just not letting go, not wanting to let go. Maybe it's a sinful relationship. Maybe it's a lifestyle that God has been telling you, give this up. It could be that we have a man centered and not God centered motives. What does that mean? The things that we ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, so that you may spend it in your pleasures. James four three. Simple enough, right? This this there, there's plenty of this. There was plenty of this in my life, I should just say. I shared it before, remember I Anna Lou and I opened a restaurant and and then when we were in the restaurant, that's when I started praying for God to bless the restaurant. And then I was bribing God. I said, Lord, if you make this business successful, I'll be a faithful giver. <laughs> you know, there's been a lot of that. But a lot of that. Or it may be that we do not believe that God will do it. This is another reason why our prayers are not answered. Maybe we t- we're, we don't believe Him that He's going to do it. Mark 11, 24. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And the opposite is true. If you don't believe it, you will not get it. Even if you said the right words, God will. you can never lie to God. I mean, you can, but God will know that you're lying to Him. There's nothing that we can hide from him. We just think we are hiding it from him. But he truly knows the inner the inner inner the real meaning of our hearts of our heart's desire. Or it could be that God wants you to persevere and is testing your obedience to his command. Luke 18.1, then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. That's the parable of the, the widow, the persistent widow. It's too long, but I've preached about that before, so hopefully you remember. Or it might be that God is, in fact, doing a far more... Far more, every time you pray than you can imagine and is daily putting in place a part of the mosaic that will in good time be the full answer to your prayer. Sometimes when we're praying and we're not seeing an answer, God's actually working in the background the something that's answering our prayers that we don't even know about. I remember these friends of ours who uh, opened, wanted to open their store, I should say, but g- delays kept happening left and right in this new mall in the Philippines. They, they, the delivery for, for their products were delayed. So their, their plan to have a grand opening was just not working. Twice, or twice, yeah. Only for them to find out, only for them to then see that on the second delay, a bombing happened in front of the store that they were going to have. So God was actually protecting them from that incident. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Now there's there's two folds of ifs there. Two folds of if. If you abide in me, which is Christ, and if my words abide in you. Now do you see the connection between the word of God and prayer? If my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it shall be done for you. If the word of God abides in you, Jesus talked about hearing his words and doing it. That is likened to, a build, to building a house on the rock, a firm foundation. Now question, is reading the word of God five minutes a day is what Jesus was referring to when he said, if my words abide in you? Because there's the two ifs, right? If my word abides in you, is five minutes going to really... Dig down in your festered mind, because our minds—we're we're, we're taking, we're consuming so much information from the world. We have our social media platforms, we have the news, we have the movies, we have the the, the, the the reading articles that you do, which is all from the world. And you think you think you can you can grow in your relationship with God with a five minute reading of His Word. And if you think that that's the, if my words abide in you, if you think that's it, you're wrong. That is the, the, the sign of your first failure there. Why God's word is not abiding in you. Why it's not living in you. Why it's not remaining in you. Because your consumption of God's word is so minimal. To a point it's not enough. Right? It's not enough five minutes. And his word is not enough, church. Now, my own suspicion is that Jesus had something in mind vastly more extensive and more life-shaping than a quick glance of His Word. Oh, what am I going to do today? Go and make disciples. That's what I'll do. (laughs) And then, you know, you just go on random pages, random verses. No, that's not going to happen. That's not growth. But He is calling for us to be hungry. He's calling for us to be hungry for more and more of His Word. When we read it, hear it, apply it, stand on it, and live it, God is wanting us to do that. I was on the phone for an hour with this this young brother who got married and now, uh, after five years of being married, his wife has decided to split. So I'm... You know, I'm just trying to be there for him in in my conversation with him. But it's so obvious. It's so obvious for me that the wife or the relationship itself has become the idol. Because, of course, my conversation is like, how's your relationship with God? It's nonexistent. The the relationship with the, the spouse has become more important. And then, of course, you know, life has happened. Work happens. Bills happen. There's no more time. For God. And, and, and I, I always see this because there's no accidents with God, right? God's in full control. What is God doing in my mind? And I gave him my observation. God is removing this relationship that you have made into an idol. Right? You have You made into an idol in order for you to come back to Him. Because ultimately, church, God saved us because He loved us. So that means that He always constantly wants a relationship with us, right? So there's always that, there's always that, just God always pulling us, wanting us, wanting to spend time with us, us to Him, and Him to us. Now, time with the Word builds us in faith. Time with the Word builds us in faith. Now, consequ- Romans ten seventeen reads, Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. This is one reason why word in us is so vitally important to seeing prayer answered. See, for our prayers to be answered, we need to abide in Christ and His Word to abide in us. That's the point. If I'm if I'm losing most of you or some of you, right? It's that's that's the point. We need to constantly be doing, reading His word and, and spending time within and asking Him in our prayer so that our prayers will be answered. It goes hand in hand. You just can't do one and neglect the other. Have you prayed to God though? Oh but I did my devotions. It's different. Do do you read your word? Oh, I'm, I'm doing my devotions. <laughs> Did you go to church today? No, but I pray. And there's there's all of this. They, it's hand in hand, right? And it's because why is is it for, who's for whose profit is it? It's for you. It's for your growth. It's for us. It's for us to grow in our relationship with Him. In order for us to feel and get to that intimate position and, and level that the Lord wants us to be. Because once we're there, that's the it's better than Hawaii. It's better than Mexico. It's better than the Philippines. I'll go this far. It's better than the Philippines. Being in that place where God wants you to be. Not everybody will agree, but that's fine. (laughs) Our faith is built up when we see. Our faith is built up when we hear. When I hear testimonies of prayers being answered in in our group, I get encouraged. Because you guys prayed and believed that God will help that person and that prayer was answered and my faith grows as I hear that. See, we see it, we hear it, and we do it, and we live it. And when we get that testimony of who and what God is in us, that's the best encouragement. Then we will see the hand of God the way that Jesus is teaching in this passage. This passage right here, John fifteen five. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So, we pray because we know that it's us spending time with God. We pray because we know that God can hear our prayers, that has the power to answer our prayers. We pray because God commanded us to pray. And our prayers are answered if we're connected with God, we're remaining in Him, we're abiding in Him, and His Word is abiding in us. Because when we're connected with God, all our desires are going to be connected with His will. Walking with the Lord, remaining through prayer. Jesus had to find a place and pray he says to find a place and pray remember and this prayer is his prayer not my will but thy will be done i'm going to use this illustration and i know i gave it to robert and denise last sunday but i heard this illustration I, I find it very powerful for me a young boy came to his dad and the young boy said asked his dad dad how big is god And the boy's boy's dad looked up in the sky and saw an airplane flying over. And the dad says, you see that plane? Yes, dad. How big is that plane? The boy goes, well, it's not that big. It's quite small, like this big. So the dad then takes the kid over to the airport to see the airplanes parked. Then the dad goes, now how big are the planes now, son? He goes, they're huge, dad. They're huge. And then the dad goes, that's the same with God. He, however close you are to Him, that's how big He is, or however you, how far you are from Him, that's how small He is. So it's the same thing with our prayer life. If we are close with to God, and we're spending a lot of time with Him, our prayers are loudly being heard by Him. And our prayers are clear, and it's all according to His will. Amen? Amen. We can only trust God, and on what he on and and on what he has said, if and when his word is remaining in us, and we take that word, we receive it, and it will abide. It will remain in us. Amen. Amen. That is our message tonight. Let's close in prayer. Thank you for your message. Oh, uh, thank you for your patience, Lord. I thank you for the message that you've given to us tonight. We thank you for the reminder. We pray right now, Lord God, that you just um, continue to just. Help us improve our relationship with you. The times that we have uh, spent on other things, Lord God, may we finally let go of those things and and finally spend time with you in your word. May we let go of the useless, wasted time that we've been doing and give us the, the hunger for your word, the urgency to pray to you, the desire, Lord God, to live for you. Forgive us, Lord, for all of our sins, for the many times that we have disappointed you and went against your will. We pray now, Lord God, for your prayer warriors here. I pray for the needs, all their needs that they will be sharing with their group tonight. And I pray for the things that they will be too shy or too embarrassed to ask, Lord God. I pray for those needs as well. I pray, Father, for the entire service. I pray that you find us pleasing. I pray for broken relationships to be restored. I pray for those sick people, Lord, God, to be healed. And all these things we ask in your Son's sweet and mighty name, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And all the Lord's people said? Amen. 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 Thank